Hello again, and welcome to a new episode of Tao Light Talk. This is Casey. And I'm Chris. And we're going to be talking about the DCEU, or DCCU, depending on how you want to say it. it. Like, I've heard it called the DC Cinematic Universe, but then I've also heard it called the DC Expanded Universe because of the TV shows and everything. We're going to stick, we're going to try to stick mostly to the movies today, but... uh Whatever you want, whatever your acronym is for it. There's far too many acronyms in the geek world these days. Uh, yes, absolutely there is. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk about some news that's been popping up. Uh, leading the pack is Rob Layfield will be coming out with a new Deadpool comic entitled Deadpool Bad Blood. Uh, what do you think about uh, Rob Layfield returning to the character he created? I think it's a, I think it's an intelligent step. I just didn't think um, as much crap as he talks about um, Marvel, you know, it would ever come to be. Um, but you know, it's it's cool to see him finally return. They must have paid him a you know a bunch of dollars to do it. Um, but really, I mean, he's the maker. Or not. Or not, you know. But, I mean, no, I'm sure Marvel is, is you know, they're all about doing things right now, I guess. Um, <laughs> more or less. Uh, but, you know, it'll. I'll pick up. I'll pick it up. Check it out. I mean, is he going to write it and, and draw it? Um, I think so. I'm not 100% sure. Because there's another Deadpool comic that's coming out around the same time. Like, they're both coming out in preparation for the movie. So the other one is, um, it's like Deadpool meets the expendables. Like he gathers a team of like other mercenaries to go on missions together. Um, which actually sounds, I mean, like, honestly, that sounds like a cool idea. Um, but I'm not entirely sure if Layfield, I don't think he's doing anything with that one. I think that's, uh, Greg Duggan again, or mm. Jerry Duggan. Jerry Duggan. Did, yeah, Jerry Duggan, who did the other Deadpool series. Um, we were talking about it last night on Those Geeks You Know, and Dave was like, you know, I knew that they were going to bring him back, and I don't even give a shit. Like, Deadpool's his favorite character of all time. And then he didn't know that Rob Layfield was doing it, because that got announced today. We're recording this on uh, Wednesday the 11th. And uh, when I told him Layfield was coming back, he was like, oh, well... Maybe that. <laughs> well, that—that's. I mean, how can you not? I mean, putting the putting the character back in the hands of the guy that created him. Um, you know, he's. Whitefield is a snarky motherfucker, and um, you know, it's it's a definitely a comic that's going to sell. And I, even I'm not a Deadpool fan, and I'll pick that up. I mean, I I'm a fan of Rob Whitefield's work, um, but it's definitely something that's going to draw me to the title. Um, yeah, that the other one um, I noticed also today that comicbook.com has a, an exclusive cover, which is like a f- first time ever for them to do something like that, which is cool. You, we're seeing all these exclusive covers and variants and stuff, um, but I've never seen a website. No, I haven't. Other than Books a Million had that uh, variant cover of Fight Club 2, which I absolutely loved. Um. But other than that, I haven't really seen, you know, other than Midtown, but Midtown's also a comic book shop at the same time. So um, I wanted to say real quick, 
that Layfield is teaming up with Chris Sims and Chad Bowers to tell the story. So they're writing so, it. I think they're all going to be writing it and he'll be doing artwork. Cool. Um, which is, which is cool. I mean, I'll buy it, you know, like that's the thing. I've been really trying to fight these all new, all different, but the teams that they're getting behind some of these, like having, I think we have this on the list, right? Jeff Lemire, uh, you know, writing um, Hawkeye as he's writing um, Bloodshot as he's writing Old Man Logan. Like, all three characters are old, grizzled, fucking badasses. Not only that, he's writing the that X-Men series that has the Old Man Logan in it, too. So, I'm, I mean, I'm always a guy who's going to go out and buy at least the first issue of anything that Jeff Lemire writes. Um, right. I love that guy. Uh, he does great work. But this, just the, the sheer fact that we're seeing old man Hawkeye and whole, old man Logan introduced into the current Marvel universe as it's, it's current time. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. No matter what the uh, clusterfuck of secret wars and how Marvel's been releasing those issues. Um, um, it's, I was at the comic book shop today and everybody's like, yeah, this is just a mess. We're going into December and we still have two issues of uh, Secret Wars left to come out. It's it's just like, what a what is what a kind of a silly uh, situation they put themselves in. But you know, it is what it is with comic books. I, you know, I will not invest heavily in them, but I will definitely buy key issues and and all the Star Wars comics that um, my money can pick up. You know, yeah. I um I agree. I'm I'm excited about it. I'll I'll read it, you know. I, I did pick up Avengers today, just that first issue, just to see what it's like. The guy at the comic book shop said that actually Ultimates is really cool. Um now that they've brought Ultimates into this universe, um, since it's all one universe, um, and now they're like trying to find a way to permanently satisfy Galactus's hunger. Like I've heard I've heard something like that before in comics, but it, it still is kind of intriguing, especially the team that they, they, um, they've come up with in these, uh, in these different comics. Hmm. Okay. Shit, man. <laughs> all about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking all about that shit. Um, all right. Another piece of information. Uh, Lawrence Kasdan's last film will be the Han Solo movie. Yeah, that pretty much just uh, right there <laughs> solidified the rumors that that, that, that was going to be the next uh, Star Wars stories movie or anthology, whatever you want to call it. Disney's right. calling it a Star Wars story. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, he he did his work on Empire, Jedi, now The Force Awakens, and now this last one. So, I you know, I, I trust that guy. You know more than I trust oh, myself. Eight too. He did. He wrote that. Did he? Because I I heard there was only. Oh, no, it's uh. Wait, I did Ryan he? John, I thought Ryan Johnson wrote episode eight. He's writing and directing it. The script that was online, I don't know if that was fake, had his name on it. Okay. The front of it. Um, but uh, from what I heard was that, um, the that he was going to bow out after four. Okay. So did the question is did he write Return of the Jedi? I don't remember that. Let me check. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that either. Um, you know, he's obviously yes. elevated that series to where we all love it. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be as big of fans as we are. I don't think. Um, so it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because I don't know how um, Rogue One, like who wrote that. I don't know. Um, I just I do confirm that he did write Return of the Jedi. Oh with really? Lucas. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Well then, um, there you go. So yeah, Lawrence Kasdan is like there all the way. Oh okay, never mind. That's right. John Knoll wrote. Um, uh, what's he call it? John Knoll wrote or is writing rather um, Rogue One. Okay. So he's uh, best known as like a special effects dude. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Rogue One's one of those. It's literally a rogue agent movie. You know, <laughs> I'm going to like it. I'm sure, but it's like so far off the grid of what sure. I'm imagining. So yeah. No, I. You know, it's going to be really interesting because it's it is the first standalone Star Wars movie. I mean, if you don't count. Ewok adventures and whatnot, but um, this this movie is really important in Disney's. You know, I guess I can I can say their their siege of um, the the, the moviegoers money. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I, I I just I think it's really interesting. Um, it's neat to know that we're going to get a Han Solo movie. That that's actually confirmed. Um, but you know, Rogue One, Shara Bay. That's that's you heard it first here. <laughs> yeah, you you I'm definitely not. heard it from me. <laughs> don't listen uh, to those other those other trolls on the internet. That was no, don't forget no. a towel.com. Don't forget towel.com, yes. Um all right, Jeffrey Dean Morgan cast as Negan, the big bad showing up on the last episode of season 6 of The Walking Dead. Okay. What do you think? Um, I did not read the comics, so I, I, I'm going to this blind. I have heard things about Negan and his bat and his badassery. Um, Lucio, so, this yeah. is bat me. <laughs> yeah. Um, as an actor, um, you know, from Watchmen, I mean, he was a good character. Um, I, I can't, I can't say that he's not going to be a badass because even the pictures I've seen, he looks like Negan. So I think it's a good matchup. Yeah. I mean, that guy sticking with like the comic books, the losers, that supernatural. I mean, I think he's a good actor. I think it's a smart choice. Um, I think he'll bring it to the role. I think he can go like he showed it a bit with a comedian. Like he can go like that bit of crazy. And Negan, I've read it in the comics is like, he makes the governor look like a nobody, like a baby. <laughs> if that gives you any indication about what we're about to get into. <laughs> That's pretty insane. And especially like the governor at that time, I think was, um, I think at that time it was still doing TV 14 episodes and now they're full mature, you know? So I think they can get away with a lot more nowadays. That's on a, that show. That's an interesting transition right there. Oh Yeah. They, uh, I think it was like in that season five premiere when you saw those people's throats getting slit. Mm-hmm. Game over. Yeah, yeah. 
that's when that show took a turn. Yeah, that's when I I think that's when I really started liking it more. <laughs> I don't know what that says. I don't know what that says about me, but um it definitely it definitely got a lot more violent. Um and it's just like nonstop violence. It's not like they had to like water it down at all the last two seasons. So it's been no. it's been awesome. And you know, as much shit as I talk about that show from the beginning, I still love that show because it's I go back to it every week and I wanna watch I haven't watched it this past week, but um it's it's a great show. So, and I hope that it, I hope that the rest of the season is as strong as uh, as it's been so far. Will it at least end on a high note? Mm-hmm. As it usually um, does. Yeah, right. Um, I have a couple pieces of DCCW news, but I'm actually going to save it for the end, like as we go into the DC stuff. Um, so, what do you mean, like the, when we start talking about how? We're angry how it can't be infinite earth, but it should be since they just yes. introduced that into this season. Just oh, no. see. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. Um, X-Men Apocalypse trailer is going to be premiering before Star Wars along with Captain America Civil War. Is Cap- and I wouldn't be surprised if there's also a BVS trailer. <laughs> a what? Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah, I mean they've got. There's gonna be. There's gonna be a ton. I'm sure we'll see Deadpool. I'm sure we'll see yep. a lot of stuff. You know, it's gonna I didn't be think about that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see. It's probably gonna like blow our minds before we even see the movie, which then will probably make our ear and faces bleed. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but both both I, those trailers are. Uh, they're both confirmed for it. Um. Civil War, they were rumoring to put on the Martian. Then they were rumoring to put it in front of Spectre. And I guess, like, unless they decide to just drop it in front of uh, Hunger Games, then it would make sense to put it on uh, Star Wars, especially since it's owned by the same property. And then uh, X-Men is confirmed for sure to be in front of Star Wars, which, even though it's Fox, I mean, whatever... I don't care. It's a it's a smart place to put it, since everyone in the goddamn planet's going to be seeing Star Wars. Yeah, agreed. Um, my thing about it is that it would be a big disservice to themselves if they didn't put the Captain America three trailer on there. I think they would. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, I mean. It, yeah, it makes zero sense if they didn't do it. If they've already waited this long to release it, then they might as well go and put that trailer on there now. Just wait. Just save it for your movie company's big next big project, you know? Will the Apocalypse trailer be the SDCC one? No. It'll be a different they, one. They never show those SDCC trailers. Okay. Like, we never saw, like, that Guardians thing. You know what I mean? Like, That's that they true. showed. Like, they really show it on... Um, this would probably be like a full, at least a minute and a half. We'll pr- it will probably actually have less footage than what they showed. There'll probably be like a lot of titles and shit like that. Um, so we'll see. But, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, the other thing is uh, Ghostbusters Lego set got revealed today. The uh, The firehouse. Yeah. 
$350 worth of insanity. I, I don't even know what to do. Um, I want it so bad because I've got the actual one. $350. Yeah. It's insane, but it's huge, and it has everything. It opens up. Um, I, I, I have an article going out tomorrow with all the pictures and everything. I mean, it's it's got an amazing amount of minifigures, amazing amount of different things to do inside, from the fire pole to, like, the testing room to the containment unit, all that cool stuff, and all, the, like, the ghost minifigures you get. Um, yeah, those and, are cool. Yeah, and, and even the Ecto-1 set from last year fits inside, so it's it's very difficult for me not to want it. But that price point is insane. I mean, there's, like, you know, I, I fought back the urge to buy, like, the tower, you know, um, Soromon's tower, that Lego exclusive that they had, um, a lot of the Simpsons sets, like, so many sets out there that they're doing now based on these awesome geekly properties. And it's... And it's so tough to fight the urge to buy it. But the Ghost of Busters headquarters is one of those things that's just like, it almost has to happen. Can you put it in uh, Layaway? <laughs> I'm going to go to Lego store and ask them. Yeah, that's, that's like, Hey, can I just start chunking away at this right now? Right. That's how I just, that's how I just paid off my PS4 for next week. I paid it. When I had money, I stopped by the store. I paid it off. And now I'm equally waiting till next Monday, you know? So I can get my console. I mean, that's they should do layaway for everything. <laughs> yeah, they should. It's weird because it's like a '90s concept, you know. And like now, I don't know why it went away. It almost seems like it seems like now they only do it over the holidays. I don't know. Maybe if it was something like where people just didn't pick up the merchandise, but then like you already made money. I don't really know what the. F- it's a win-win for both parties. I feel. Yeah, me too. Me too. So. Ah, anyways, um, uh, last thing I wanted to mention real quick was tonight was the uh, Buffalo Dreams Film Festival. Um, if you ever go to midnightkidsproductions.don'tforgettotell.com, uh, that is my cousin's uh, movie company. Uh, he premiered his film, The Weirdsies, there uh, today, and they actually won um, Best Short Film at the festival. So went over really well. Um, I'm in it a couple times. There's a couple different characters. Um, and he's only shopping it to festivals, which I think is a really smart idea. Something different than what we usually do. And um, hopefully you will see it, at, I don't know, at a Walmart near you. I don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Maybe some film company will pick it up or distribute it, but... It uh, it's definitely a lot different than the normal movies that Chris makes. So, if you ever heard of Warlock Home Production, or sorry, Warlock Home Video, Low Budget Pictures, and now Midnight Kids Productions, um, you can check us out on the Facebook or at the Midnight Kids page, and uh, check out those movies. Check out uh, the Weirdsies at a film festival near you, hopefully. What's the uh, what's the next one on the circuit? Uh, so they're doing one a year now. Oh, circuit otherwise. Um, they're trying for Slam Dance, which would be in January, which is at the same time as Sundance. We will know about it on December fifteenth. Uh, so it's either going to be really happy Star Wars time, or Star Wars is going to be the thing that like makes us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> either way, we're going to be happy at Star Wars. <laughs> well, at least Star Wars is there. To do that for you, 
It's there to bind us, penetrate us. That's right. Make us become one with it. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, that's all the news that I get, though. Anything from you? Anything else? No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right, well, let's get to ranting about the uh, DC cinematic universe. Get to, let's get to Towelite talking about it, Chris. Let's let's talk it up like the Towelites would. Yeah, yeah. So first thing on the slate, and I don't have the exact dates. You can look them up. Sorry about it. Batman v Superman. I know it's in March. I just can't remember the exact date. Um, we've seen footage. Uh, last time we did an episode about this, we had only seen a little bit of footage. I think it was like that very first trailer. Now we've seen a long trailer. We've seen pictures. We know that Junkie XL is working on the um, on the soundtrack right now. Uh, what is your anticipation level? I know it's hard to think about that sort of thing when you have Star Wars, but what do you think? It's it's really difficult with Star Wars. Um as as you know, we've done these episodes of Tell I Talk About Star Wars for the past couple times and I mean Star Wars is my thing from the day I was, you know, conscious of my, my geek world. So but the day the midichlorians spit you into the world. Yeah, exactly. Um the but you know, one of my biggest memories from my childhood is seeing Batman, the Michael Keaton movie in the theater, and um Batman has always been my favorite character. It's, you know, even though I've cut way back in my comics and I really don't read comics that much anymore besides Star Wars, da, 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 um, the, I still read Batman Ongoing. I've pledged Batman Ongoing for years. I pr- will never stop. Um, he is my favorite superhero. So I'm really excited for a new version of this Batman, especially since we've, we've seen such good things, um, or at least, you know, seen good things about it. It's based on a property that we really like. Um, you know, with the Dark Knight, um, um, Dark Knight Returns, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I keep every time the Dark Knight Rises pops in my like pops in my head, and I, I want to punch myself because I hate that movie. Seriously. And Seriously. you know, we we're I I I really disliked the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Um, I like the Tim Burton ones, and I'm really ready for hopefully what's going to be um, a good era of true more true to the character batman movie and this is the first installment that we're going to see the new you know ben affleck uh batman we've already seen we've already seen man of steel man of steel is mixed reviews i i like man of steel enough um and i'm kind of excited to see him share the screen with batman but i would rather see kind of batman take more of the center stage in this movie well and, and that's what they've said though Mm-hmm. Um, it's Batman versus Superman. Superman's a bit on the back burner. And I think the thing about this movie is that they have to set up Ben Affleck as Batman. That's going to take up more time. Um, I think that the stuff, at least with Clark Kent, will be the Daily Bugle looking about... Uh, but What? Daily Daily Planet. Planet. Jesus Christ. Spider-Man, obviously. Much, um, much better superhero. Right. Much better uh, news reporter or whatever. Um, so anyways, I'm, I think like all that stuff, that Daily Planet, Lois Lane stuff is going to focus about, oh, what's going on in Gotham? You know what I mean? What happened to uh, to Wayne Tech? 
that got destroyed in Metropolis. Like, I think like that's going to be like the whole thing is like Batman is tying that whole movie together and Superman just happens to be either controlled by Lex or actually that's it. That's really what my thought is. I think he's controlled by Lex at least at first. Yeah. There's that weird part in the trailer where like those soldiers bow to him. Um, I don't know if it's like a future dream sequence or something, but something's going to happen where um, he's going to lose control because this whole, this whole Lex Luthor thing seems like they really haven't given us that many clues into the whole Lex Luthor, um, I guess, role. Um, besides that, you know, maybe him and Bruce know each other because they're both rich. Um, he somehow is able to catch its ear, you know, and just um, everybody's like kind of trying to turn against this alien who destroyed Metropolis, you know, destroyed Metropolis. Um, could be a threat to Earth, but really, you know, we know he's not. Um, but, um, yeah, mind control, some kind of special kryptonite, who knows? Did you read the article from Forbes magazine with Lex Luthor? It's no. It's a fake article. It's So it's an interview with Lex Luthor Jr. And he's talking about his dad and how they... Like, you all, I respect my dad and the company that he built, but we're, like, not on the same terms or whatever. It kind of implied that, like, his dad is, A, no longer in the picture. Maybe he even killed him. And then the other thing that they talked about was um the guy, uh, Court, Blue Beetle. Ted Court. Um, Ted Court being in that, in that world. Um, and then they make things like, oh, you know, there's, a, there's an evil on the rise and... <laughs> You know, we gotta, we have to stop like these invaders from taking over our com- our planet and like making it like he's. It all made it seem like okay, you know, Superman is the threat to this world, and you know, and and Lex Luthor, yes, he does some mean things to get what he wants, but he always does it for saving the planet. You know what I mean? He rarely does things to like make himself richer or something like that. He's not about that. He's about like helping out humanity in just a really shitty way. Yeah, no, he, that's why actually Lex Luthor is one of my favorite characters in the DC universe. Um, because he is kind of like, he's, he, I don't see he's an anti-hero. Um, he, he's very, villain. <laughs> he's a, you know, he, he's a bad guy because he does evil things. Um, but at the same time, I guess he's insane because he believes that he's right, um, in a way, but it's what he does, the way he goes about it is the wrong way. Um, the whole thing about like Lex Luthor Jr. So is that like kind of compared to like how in Smallville, his father was, okay. It's like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's still Okay. Cause I was kind of like, I thought they were going off on a new tangent of the Lex Luthor character, which I really hope they don't because um, I want them to kind of keep that as as close to the comics as possible. Um, I don't know, but I guess we can j- also draw parallels to Donald Trump, you know, and his fear of aliens. So I don't know. maybe, maybe yeah. that'll happen. Yeah, um, fuck, fuck that guy. So in the trailer, we see Wonder Woman fighting something. Rumors are doomsday. Rumors are breaking up a fight between Bruce and, and Superman. 
I think more towards the former. What do you think? Well, there's a lot of rumors on what happened to Zod. Um, and they're saying, body. right. They, there's a lot of things that they say that maybe they turn Zod's, they use Zod's body to somehow make doomsday or something like that. Um, I think that overall we're going to see a bigger threat by the end of the movie that they're going to have to unite on a front and battle. And we'll see the big, the, the basically the, the forming of the Trinity Because really, I think the whole Batman versus Superman thing will be the beginning of the movie. Um, how Clark and how Clark and Bruce are really going at each other because of the whole, you know, you destroyed Metropolis. You killed all these people in my building. So I'm really, really against you. Um, you killed all my workers. <laughs> um, but I just don't see that lasting as long as, um, as the entire movie. I really hope not because that would be a serious disservice. I believe, you know what I mean? It's like, and also is Aquaman showing up? You know what I mean? Is Aquaman threat of this movie? Is the flash, you know, all these characters supposed to show up in this movie, you know, and that's, what's kind of confusing is, and I guess it's good because we'll see. And, you know, I, I trust Zack Snyder and I think that, um, he can put together a good story. I'm not saying that man of steel wasn't a good story, I think it just didn't really do the character service, but um, I think what we're going to see is uh, a big twist um, in the in the lit letter half of the uh, of the movie that will bring bring about the idea that there needs to be a Justice League because of these huge threats that not only Superman can't handle or Batman can't handle or Wonder Woman can't handle on their own. Because um, you have you have Wonder Woman walking around as as Diana, you know. In, in plain clothes um, at like one of the, one of Bruce Wayne's parties. So you just see to, Bruce Wayne trying to get in that. Right. Right. So <laughs> why wouldn't he? Um, but I mean, I'm, we talked about the anticipation level. Once star Wars dies down, I think that I, I am really excited for this movie. I'm glad that it's coming out as early as it is because I don't want to get overshadowed by captain America civil war because I am super excited for that movie. Um, and I'm glad that it's it's kind of spread out. Okay. Yeah, I um th- this is the movie. So let's let me ask you this. Two things. How much money do you think this movie will have to make for it to be considered a blockbuster? And if it fails, do you think that means the end of the DCU or do you think they'll change some things, etc.? Two-part question. That's that's interesting. I you know I'm not. You'll have to kind of explain to me what. I guess like I don't understand though. Like I understand how much a movie makes and when it hits records and stuff, but I don't. I guess I don't understand how much in the first place how much they're going to spend on this movie. Five hundred million. Five hundred million. Like this movie probably costs more than Avatar, which is probably the most expensive movie ever made. Let me ask you this: How much does Force Awakens cost? Probably two hundred thirty million or three hundred million. So they're not, projecting... inclu- not including advertising because God knows how much that costs. So they're projecting that the movie will make two hundred fifty million the first weekend, which is record setting, right? Oh, if it makes, uh, it's like two hundred and twelve or two hundred thirty-two million for Jurassic World, so it has to make more than that. Okay, so. Because 
Batman is a huge, huge character in everybody's lives. It's like no matter if you're a comic book fan or not. Um, I mean, look at the look at the Christopher Nolan movies. Look how much money those Superman. Same thing with Superman. So you're putting them the first time they're ever going to meet in a movie um, is going to draw people to the theater, regardless. Yep. I mean, I mean, DC Comics is as old as as we, you know, it goes back generations and generations. So not just like with Star Wars, which started in the '70s, has this huge fan base. I mean, Batman, Superman have a huge fan base as well, and that's worldwide. And that's a, that's people of various various ages. So I mean, I think it'll be successful. And if it's not, actually, I just don't see how it can't be. Yeah, I think like they're going to judge their success on how much it makes. I think it will make a billion dollars. Yeah. Which will justify like I think if it does not make a billion dollars, then it's done. It's a failure. Yeah, definitely. Because it really has to make a ton of money. And but at the same time, like you said, it's like even if you're a casual moviegoer, to see Batman and Superman on the big screen together and Wonder Woman, you know what I mean? Like just the a passerby when like those official posters come out. Mm-hmm. You see the Trinity together, yeah. You're gonna be like, "Well, fuck! Look at that! Like, I gotta go." <laughs> so, I think regardless, even if it did bad, like Man of Steel, like people hated that movie. I think it still made like six hundred million or something like that. You know, which isn't anything to joke about. I, I guess you also have to look at the fact how I mean, comic books are so huge now, um, and everybody is into them. Not um, <laughs> I read something today about. Um, I read something today about how not just comic books, but like comic book concepts, like TV shows and everything. Like the Flash is so popular on the CW that it's pushing the ratings past all these major networks. I mean, you're talking like NBC, CBS, ABC, the CW. The ratings are just huge, and that's that says something for the comic book genre right there. It also says something about what people want nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Like people want shared universes. Yes. People do not want sitcoms. Um, they don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even tell you the last time I watched like a situational comedy. I think Big Bang Theory, which is a lot about comic books, <laughs> is one of the most popular sitcoms. You know what I mean? Because of probably the content. It is a funny show, but like, I, there's hardly any of them. They're either like mockumentaries like you know the office or you know what i mean or the the single yeah the single camera like modern family which is hilarious i watched the goldbergs but um those aren't even like sitcoms they're not like seinfeld or friends sitcoms or cheers sitcom you know what i mean it's not like that anymore like in in people want their overarching stories which i think like things like when x files comes out it will do well because it will probably be like one concise little story. And like heroes is doing the same thing, but then they already have set it up to do different parts. It's like, just, just, just fucking stick to a story. Like that's why American horror story is getting renewed for another like two years. It's like, they just do one story and that's what people want. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, Going back to the comic book movies, though, uh, 
you know, Batman versus Superman, um, making a, a universe being the start of that universe. I think that's going to be really successful for them. And hopefully it won't, you know, shoot them in the face that it took them like three years to fucking put out this movie. No, I, I don't think it's going to, um, because they've given Marvel, Marvel has had plenty of time to kind of get kind of, you know, plateau. Um, and really just, you know, they're, they're doing what they do very well. Um, there's no doubt in my mind when I go to see a Marvel movie that it's going to be good or not. Um, DC has been behind the kind of behind the gun in this, but um, I just feel that, I mean, with the timing of this movie, anyhow, it's, it's, it's not like it's coming out at the wrong time. Um, we, you know, like, like you just mentioned heroes heroes was a show that was kind of almost premature for its time. Um, that if it would have come out, you know, now that heroes reborn is out now, I think that it's, it's in a better time. Um, I guess scenario than, than, than it was way before. So that's maybe why it failed. Um, because now everybody is all about comic books and, and, and shared universes. Yeah. Mer. Anyway, well, before we get into the rest of these guys, let's take a uh, quick commercial break. Rock. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you gotta leave. I called the cops. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a Tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! 
let's jump right into uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'll be quite honest with you. More excited about this movie than Batman vs. Superman. Oh, me too. Me too, by far. Um, <laughs> the the villains of the DC Universe are, are definitely some of my favorites in all of comic books. I just think that their rogues gallery, you know, from Batman's, you know, Batman's rogues, rogues gallery in the first place is amazing, but just, right. just the scope of the DC villains has always um, been much bigger than Marvel. Just like the villains themselves, you mean? Yeah, they're just they're more colorful. Um, there's some great Marvel villains, but there are just shit tons of, of DC DC villains that right. I have way more respect for than than any other uh, stable. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean my my anticipation for this movie is is huge, um, and we still have to wait till next August to watch it. Yeah. But so I'm, those you, know are, you know what I'm really excited for though is is that um, is that actually um, John Ostrander is is writing it with David Iyer. So, and um, Ostrander was the guy who wrote uh, Suicide Squad to start with in DC Comics. Oh, that's nice. That's really good, actually. Yeah, that was the thing that I, that really bothered me about the Nolan movies is like I I like. David S. Goyer, I really do, actually. Yeah. I mean, he wrote the Blade movies. Um, he's written comics. He is he's a huge comic book fan. He did uh, Constantine. Like, the guy knows his shit. It's just that, like, the Nolan movies, I guess I have to blame Nolan for those. <laughs> like, and not David S. Goyer. Because, you know, Batman Begins is David S. Goyer, and that one's the most Batman movie. Yeah. Um, but going back to it, it's like get comic book writers to write these movies. Like that's why it's working well for Marvel. It's like, oh, you've already worked on this comic book. Oh, oh, you should you should probably write this. Same thing with fucking. Why do you think that? Uh, what's his name? Greg Berlanti is killing it on television, making a shared universe because he's got Jeff Johns as a fucking executive producer, and then he comes in with like. Uh, what's his name? Andrew Diggle and all these other people like coming in and, and helping out with like scripts. So it's like you have the people working on the comics, making the comic shows, do it in the movies. Like it's a no fucking brainer. It's no brainer because comic books in the first place are set up as scripts. So it's, it's just characters talking. You're drawing. They're just storyboards. So make them goddamn movies. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, like that's why the original Sin City was like frame, frame for frame, uh, the writing and the panels, and like that original Sin City movie is, I mean, if you have to say like the most true to life comic book, it probably is that movie because it's literally they just ripped the panels out and just said, okay, let's put a camera here, let's put Bruce Willis as this guy, done, works. If you like the comic, you'll like the movie. Exactly. And maybe vice versa. So, yeah. anywho. No, so, but this... Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this movie is filled with some great actors. A bunch of crazy characters. And the whole concept of Suicide Squad in the first place is, is really cool. I mean, we've gotten... You know, for mo- anybody who hasn't really read the comic, but has watched maybe, like, the CW shows, we've got a little taste of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... You, 
there's just it's such an it's a cool concept that the government takes these villains um promises you know quote unquote promises them that if they complete the mission that maybe they'll either get some reduction in their their uh their life their, sentence their life sentence or you know something but really um amanda waller just waiting to like push a button and blow their head up at any point you know so it's it's exciting because like watching the uh, sultan arkham um dc animated movie was amazing it was a heist movie with um with all these cool villains and i'm really hoping that maybe they kind of use the same kind of formula for this movie so if they use that similar formula what would be the plot of the movie you think I would hope they wouldn't do an exact one because in the, I guess in the animated one it was what they had a, they went into Arkham and then the jo- like they went in to do what to get the Joker out no no I can't remember they needed to get something like a plan you know what I mean like planned for something or whatever let's just say that and then the Joker, and then the Joker was there yeah he right. got freed um there was a prison break so you know, and that could happen. Mm-hmm. And the one of the rumors is, is that um, Enchantress is in there. She, her brother, is uh, in Arkham, and she uses her like I don't really know her that well from the comic. Her mystical powers. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, to go save her brother. And Amanda Waller is like either trying to stop her brother or stop her. And that's what sends in those bad guys in there because I don't think they know how to deal with like magic basically. Right. <laughs> and um, then Joker gets kicked out of, you know, the jail. Yeah. I, I really wonder how much the Joker is going to play a role in this movie. I mean, he, this will be the first time I see the, he has to. Right. Like, I agree with you. Like, if it was in my head, it would be like, okay, well, you got Will Smith in there too. Like, Deadshot's going to have to have a huge part. Um, it doesn't make sense to have too much Joker. But at the same time, there's a new Joker. So, like, even if he doesn't spend a lot of time in Arkham, I think a lot of this movie is going to be told in backstory. I think there's going to be a lot of flashbacks to know these characters uh, and we've already seen pictures of like Will Smith and his pimp outfit and uh, you know Margot Robbie as Harleen Quinzel and we've seen Joker um, with his like Lamborghini and everything like that and so there, there's got to be a, quite a bit of flashbacks to at least get to know those three characters as the big characters of this movie Right, because obviously they're the biggest names in this movie. Um, Will Smith right. being being the biggest one, um, but well, see that's debatable, man. Nowadays, but it's not because you, when you look at yeah. Suic- when you look at Suicide Squad, the main character of Suicide Squad is always Deadshot. Deadshot is is the main guy. He's the leader of the team, um, so they put a big name actor in that role. Um, Margot Robbie, you know. She relatively still unknown. I mean, I have not seen a lot of movies with her. She was in that Will Smith movie with, you know, that heist movie. It was a heist movie, I think. 
or something. Yeah, it was like a con artist movie. Con artist movie, yeah. Um, Jared Leto, you know, he's he's pretty popular, you know, from Thirty Seconds to Mars to the movies he's been in. Um, but I guess, like we said, the main concentration on this is going to be seeing this new Joker, and just that's going to like that could be another thing that makes or breaks this whole DC universe as well. Because look at all the look at all the schlack they got when they showed the tattoos on them, you know. So um, there's all these other characters in the movie, which is amazing. Um, from Captain Boomerang, uh, Rick Flag is a big part of Suicide Squad. Um, but he's a good guy, right? Yeah, Rick Flag. Well, I mean, if you know Amanda Waller, those guys kind of walk the line of what's good or what's bad. Um, right, but I'm saying like he's more their handler. Yes, he's the handler. Um, uh, Killer Croc, Tattooed Man, um, these kind of like more of the the B listers. Um, then you got Scott Eastwood, yeah, El Diablo, yeah, El Diablo. But then Scott Eastwood, yeah, I don't even Sorry, fuck on. Slip down. Don't even mention these guys because it's like when you watch <laughs> when you watch you when you watch that. Flash season one and you got to go and Wikipedia and check out who the uh, D list villains they just brought in. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. But don't you know? Don't get me wrong. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah. But let me let me talk about Scott Eastwood, who's unannounced character. Um, and there's been rumors of you know who who's he? You know who's this guy going to be? Um, and when are they really going to bring in a character like um, Deathstroke? Those stupid stupid. Um, oh yeah, maybe Ben Affleck is Deathstroke. Really rumors and. And whatnot. Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah, that article was like infuriating. I don't know why people think they're even like close to being a journalist when they write that kind of bullshit. Um, but yeah, Scott Eastwood could be any one of these these villains that they don't want to reveal yet. And I, I is that like who this. you think Scott Eastwood is? Mm, just because everybody else does. I could tell you who I think he is. You think he's Nightwing? I think he's your T-shirt you're wearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's one of my guesses too. Um, it sets it up. It, it does. He's so good. And like, I don't know if Scott Eastwood is an actor. I know he's in like one of those Nicholas Sparks movies, but like, you fucking have undercover Nightwing. Nightwing's usually not as concerned about his identity, like as Batman is. So he's not. And also, right now, I mean, they kept that whole Grayson storyline going into this new DC continuity. So they're really still going with the undercover Nightwing story. So we're looking at a we're we're looking at a future Batman story with Batman versus Superman. And if all this kind of exists around that same time period, you know, um then one of the Robins is dead. Um there could be a new Robin. There's a Nightwing Nightwing could be beyond Nightwing and be could be Grayson. Um, but let me just mention because have we talked about this Batman standalone movie yet? Or is that coming up next? No, we haven't got there yet. Oh yeah. Because the whole let me just mention something about that is there's a rumor that Batman standalone movie has to do with the Red Hood. So I I it really depends on when all this when all this takes place. And I think that an important part will be how Batman versus Superman establishes um, where they're starting the timeline. The Batman standalone movie, it's kind of hard to say because it doesn't make sense 
to put it, I guess we're going to get into it right now, right? It doesn't make sense to put it after the events of Man of Steel, or sorry, uh, Dawn of Justice, because it's the Dawn of Justice. It's like when Thor and Iron Man 3 and stuff are like, oh, I'm not going to call my other Avengers, even though this easily could be stopped with the Avengers. I don't think DC's going to do that. I think DC's going to say the Batman standalone movie is going to be before those things because it makes no sense to, while they're getting ready to fight, I don't know, Doomsday, Darkseid, like something huge, Aquaman, that Batman would be like, well, let me just go to, uh, let me go to my city, let me go stop my villains, and, and then I'll come back and we'll all get together and do this. I don't think they would... It doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to me in Iron Man and Thor not to call the other Avengers. I just let it go, but I just think DC won't do that. No, I, I get you. Um, but they could also do it. They could do a Red Hood movie that takes place before that too, because oh, from, no, I'm just from the looks from the looks of it. No, I understand. No, I, and I agree with you because from the looks of it, when they show you know the Robin costume and it's written on and stuff like that, that looks like he's he's looking at it and he's looking back at that time. So there's, there could be years, you know, years between that and you could easily set up a, a red hood story that happens before Dawn of justice. Well, I think they've said in the movie, he's been 10 years since he's been Batman. Um, rumor is even if he isn't, he, it's not necessarily that he's not Batman, but he could be using drones around the city to take care of things and like to still keep an eye on things, even if he isn't actively inside of the suit. Yeah. Or, or they could just do the Iron Man three route. Yeah, they could do that too. Um, which I wouldn't care if it was a red hood movie, a red hood movie. You know, at first I was like, eh, this is a stupid idea. Um, but at the same time, if you, go and explain, you know, like that suit and you do that whole thing and you have the Joker murdering him. Like that would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I agree. And it would also kind of give the fans what they want. It's popular. Right. What do you think of the designs that you saw from the empire covers for suicide squad? Awesome. I'm ready. I just want to see, I want to see a non, I want to see a, I want to get the Heath Ledger Joker out of my head as the Joker because I'm sick of it. I, I am too. See, I want to see a real. I want to see the real Joker, and I think that, and I have high hopes for Jared Leto as the Joker. So, um, I think that he looks good. I think that he looks freaking insane, and all the trailers so far have have just you know giving me some confidence in what's going to happen. And I think that. Not that I have anything against Heath Ledger. I actually like all of his movies and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. I've liked Jared Leto's more. <laughs> so, and I've I've liked him since my so-called life. <laughs> there you and go. I like his music. So it's like yeah. I I just am more excited about Jared Leto being the Joker, anyways. And I think like it's he's gonna be a fucking badass evil Joker, which is what we. I really want. I mean, Heath Ledger's Joker is evil. There's no so like that's cool too. He listen. He is. He's an anarchist. But 
the point is that his death created this this hype of the character. All right, it's 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 the truth. Like, if Heath Ledger wouldn't have died, not that many people have gone see that movie. Period. I'm sorry, but it's true. Dark Knight, Dark Knight is a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's a good movie. And but the death of Heath Ledger created that hype around that movie, and everybody's like, somehow it just it immortalized him as that character, which is fine. But at the same time, I want to see a better Joker than what was portrayed in that movie. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, other than I actually think Dark Knight's a great movie, but other than that, I agree. <laughs> it was a great it was a great movie until I Christopher Nolan. It doesn't matter. It was a great movie until Christopher Nolan made Dark Knight Rises. After that, I can't have any like even Batman Begins makes me mad, and like I go back to that sometimes and try to pretend like that's a standalone movie. And I think the only thing that makes me happy about it is like Liam Neeson. So it's like other than that, fuck Christopher Nolan. Sorry, I, was watching, <laughs> I was watching Cinema Sins today, and I watched the one on The Dark Knight Rises for some reason. <laughs> garbage. And uh, it was funny because there were 73 Cinema Sins, and they didn't even go through all the ones that I have. Like, how does a dude who's wearing, like, a 300-pound suit walk out into the middle of the ice when someone, like, five minutes before that got pushed into the ice and fell through it and died? Makes no sense. Apparently the guy in the bat costume could walk out on the ice though. <sighs> Why shoot at a bomb that's over a city? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Sorry. This shit is left it at two movies. Yeah. But it made so much money. Of course it did. And he wanted do you wanted Bane to be there for some reason? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So let's 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 actually let's touch that basis for one second. Saying, let's stop with these realistic villains. Let's yes. Get going with the Suicide Squad and get some freaks and whatnot. And I, yeah, and I think that's one thing that DC does better than Marvel is like pretty much everything until you get to Doctor Strange can be explained. Yes, a radioactive spider biting a kid, giving him spider powers isn't realistic per se, but it's still in the realm of believability. Whereas a dude who looks like a crocodile, <laughs> and I know he started off with a skin disease, but then he literally turns into a crocodile human. Like, that's insane. Come on. Like, no. And I love it. And DC embraces it. You know what I mean? Like, the flash being struck by lightning or whatever. <laughs> So you can run really fast? Okay. <laughs> sure. Because these chemicals mix perfectly? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, gamma radiation turns a dude into the hog, whatever. But point being is that I think DC, as long as they embrace that side of mysticism and fantasy um, and not taking themselves too seriously in the sense of this dude is an alien. He came down to earth. He's pretty much unstoppable, but guess what? This dude with green rocks can kick his ass. No. I, <laughs> and you know, it's funny is that and we've, we've mentioned this when we've talked about the arrow, like arrow before is like how, when it began, it, it was ground in reality. And now with this season with Damien dark is just is magic and all this crazy stuff. So 
even the TV shows themselves have evolved over over time. Thank God. Because yeah. that was one of the things about Arrow is like the you know being like, oh man, what's a metahuman? And then <laughs> this year he's like, I've seen some magic, and I was like. Well, then why the fuck did a metahuman surprise you when you saw John Constantine show up on an island out of fucking nowhere and like start Indiana Jonesing his way around the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. So you have to suspend your... Uh... Oh, yeah, I did because <laughs> there. that's all that mattered. But right. I just think it's super funny that right at the first episode, Oliver is like, uh, I know some some magical shit or whatever. <laughs> well, that's well, that's the funny thing about. Um, I won't spoil too much of this tonight's episode, but obviously in these flashbacks, they're they're starting to build towards something much fantasy. bigger and fantasy based. So it's like, and like that's the thing. It's like in season two, you invented the Mirakuru, <laughs> and they could have gone full fantasy in creating Solomon Grundy. Like they now, I think they will. But they could have went full fantasy in it, and they didn't. And it was yeah. kind of like okay. And I think it's I think what it took was the Flash to show up, obviously, and go. You know what? Don't take yourself too seriously because that's not what people want. Like, don't be be Batman because season three suffered horribly because of them trying to be Batman and be yeah. too serious. So this season's been a lot more playful. Oliver's been fun. It's just been a height. Like I like. That dude, I call him by his real name, Mr. Terrific or whatever. Mr. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Terrific. Yeah, that guy's fucking sweet, too. Like, it's good. It's fun. Um, so, just a couple of quick things now that I'm talking about the CWDC real quick. Um, I'll just give you a crossover episode with Flash and Arrow like they did last year, which is extremely popular. Um, this one's basically planting the seats for legends which i believe starts in january and i don't know what time slot it will take which will be kind of curious do you know i don't um well whatever regardless we'll end up watching it but uh the still shot that they showed was hawkman and hawk uh girl and we know along with it that adam will show up uh white canary and rip hunter um, to face off against Vandal Savage. Oh, and um, and uh, the new Firestorm too. I, I imagine. Like this, new, like well, this. Why, why does this make any sense to me? Because like Doctor Stein is in these previews, but that that kid just merged with him to become Firestorm. So what happens that he's not in that? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird, you know, right? Yeah, Nisha and I went back and watched that other Legends of Tomorrow trailer. And you can see Dr. Stein through it. You also don't see Heat Wave too much through it. Yeah. I think they, they they put that trailer together, and it's an amazing trailer, but they did not know what was going to happen. That's so true, too. I, I think they're going to have to revamp what their ideas were. I think for the time of the trailer, it's amazing. It's a great trailer, but now kind of knowing where we're getting into a little bit more, I think they're going to have to shape it a little bit differently. Yeah, so, I think so. I think so too. I mean, um, I'm I'm super excited for that show because it's a totally different concept from what we've been watching, um, especially with the time travel um, and just the different 
the different the different things they can touch on in that show. Probably the different characters they can introduce as well. Well, yeah, that that show. I mean, it's not likely we're going to see like a Booster Gold show up on the big screen. So fuck it, throw them in. Blue Beetle, throw them in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're going to have to fight with Gotham because Gotham takes every goddamn villain now. But other than that, um, I mean, DC does have a vast, you know, they could go like a dead world and do Justice League Dark, <laughs> just yeah. like based off of like that. John Constantine. Like, where's John Constantine? Where's, uh, what's her name? Santana? Mm-hmm. Um, we have not seen any of the rubber people. Plastic man or elongated man in these, and I, you know, that seems like an obvious choice to throw in those guys. Definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, we're also we're also looking at the fact that um, we're starting to explore the infinite Earth. You know, the whole multiverse idea. So there's so much that now that that's been introduced that they can actually go on, especially in the you know that we saw that cool family crisis trailer. Well, yeah, so let's bring that back into the movies, right? So Flash, early on this season, introduced the 52 multiverses in a very smart way. Victor Garber did it, explained it, made sense, done. We know that there's 52 instances of Earths. So I don't know why DC won't just come out and say, this is Earth 15. That's it. The movie world is Earth-15. But you don't have to even ever mention it again on TV. You literally just have to say that one sentence to appease the fans. And instead, one of their head execs the other day, um, Zack Snyder was talking with people, uh, other WB people were talking, and they were saying, oh yeah, you know, uh, our Flash and TV Flash won't exist together, and we're not mixing the worlds. Why the fuck not? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, even with Supergirl now, I mean, there's so many ways you could just say, yeah, they all kind of exist in the same universe, but they're not in the same earth. Um, and, you know, it could leave it open to where, you know, down the road, oh, this Oliver Queen just shows up randomly in one of the DC movies. You know, there's all these, these cool things that they could do that, they're doing a big disservice to themselves and I think the fans by not by not touching on the fact that in DC Comics there's such a thing as the multiverse. It's that simple. It's you that's what you base all your books and stories on. Yep. So why can't you just be smart about it and and say and get everybody excited about a shared universe? We said that at the beginning of this podcast. That's what people want. You know how awesome would be just to like say, oh yeah. We we we're gonna tie all we could tie all the universe together and and suddenly we could write a comic book series that where the Green Arrow goes in an adventure with you know Bat Affleck you know or something like that. And that's the other thing that they're not doing smart is like okay. And I read a a really great article about it on the Outhousers, which if you guys aren't reading the Outhousers, I highly suggest you do. It's not only a very good place to get up to the date geek news. Um, specifically comics, but they are also a little bit like The Onion, whereas their articles are pretty funny and biting commentary. So the article was about how DC just now realizes that they should be making a Supergirl comic to coincide with the TV show. (laughs) Like, 
Hey, you fucking idiots. Do you not know? Like, if you go and look at Diamond's recent post for October, the margin of Marvel above DC at this point is almost double. Like, Marvel is in the upper, upper echelon of um, of sales right now, and DC is far below it. And the reason why is because when they're writing, Brian Michael Bendis is writing Invincible Iron Man, the character sounds like Robert Downey Jr. talking the lines because that's what the fucking kids know now. <laughs> and Ant-Man sounds like um, Paul Rudd. So, like, instead of being idiots and doing the convergence thing, what they really needed to do, other than keep the some of the continuities, is go and just burn all their other titles that are not doing anything, like Arsenal and the Red Hood, and just go, no, we're not doing it. Unless that Arsenal is Roy Harper from the TV show. Then do it. Or 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 Thea Queen. <laughs> like... Or Thea Queen. Yeah, like do like just say like this is Thea and and fucking Roy and like just do a, a continuing off because your ratings are so high on arrow. Then, then do the comic based off of it. <laughs> like Well the issue have... huh? The issue the issue with D C is that they think they're they're better than everybody else. They always have. The money the sales is not proving that, but they're like, they've always been like that asshole big brother in the room. You know, it's like, um, they've always had more money than Marvel. Um, they always thought that their heroes are better. Um, they were, you know, they were always around, they were around longer than Marvel. So they had like this, this attitude, like nobody could touch them. And now the, the freaking proofs in the pudding. And, and, like, that's the thing is, like, if you think about it, and we were having a discussion about this at work, a lot of characters from Marvel were just blatant ripoffs of DC characters. Hawkeye, Quicksilver, you know what I mean? Like, just to name two. Like, they just go, oh, this person has those powers? We'll just do it over here. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think for a really long time, DC, especially through the 90s, I mean, for, like, 50 years was beating Marvel. But as soon as Marvel started putting out that cinematic universe, like that's it. The times changed. And now the times are here and they're destroying you. It's like you introduce a character like Supergirl who has not been around since the, what an eighties TV show or an eighties movie. Um, and that one little DC animated movie, like a character who hardly shows up in the comics, and you don't want to go and create a new comic to promote this show that you've been promoting for like fucking year on every billboard and bus and ever, make a comic so girls will read that shit. I mean, not just girls, guys too, but I'm sorry. Um, DC, DC fanboys and shit are the worst too, though. They really are. They're they're probably the biggest group of unaccepting fans there are out there. Yeah, people bitch about what they do in the Marvel universe, but I've never seen more people bitch about like DC stuff. I've, the stuff they say about the Supergirl TV show like disgusts me. It's just like this is a great show, and you are like you don't like it. Like this show is gonna like oh it'll get canceled by the end of the season. Really? <laughs> Come on. I mean the ratings pretty much a guarantee that it's going to do another season. Well, people just like, they, they, they have more shit coming out of their mouths than they do their asses. 
online. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the problem now with social media. And I don't know, maybe we should have a podcast about that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really do want to have one maybe sometime. But it just gives these stupid assholes a voice to say what they want. And then it's just like, we have to read this stupid. But it's, I guess it makes me feel better at the end of the day or at the end of the season when it gets renewed and it's, and it's more popular than ever. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, Marvel Agents of Shield was going to be the best show on TV. No, I don't think so. Sorry, buddy. You know that Marvel. That's one thing that Marvel did not do right was TV shows. Besides Netflix, but it's like these DC shows. They need the and the movies. If the movies turn out being good, they need to get behind it, like you said, and really start pushing their brand to kind of match up to. The, sh- the shows, the movies, and the comics, so they're like one unified universe. Yep. And it can all be done with a simple phrase, multiverse. Exactly. Like, it, it doesn't, it's it's something that you've been doing for a really long time. Your, your, your crisis on infinite Earths, like, if you, if you just want to say, hey, Ezra Miller, you're going to be our Flash. Grant Gustin, you're also going to be our Flash. You know what? You're just on a different world. <laughs> that's it. And and that's a, it's a totally different idea than what Marvel's throwing at us. Yes. So it would, it would set themselves it would set themselves apart. It wouldn't look like they're copying them. You know, because they are late to the game. Um thoughts on Ezra Miller being Flash and that whole situation? I I have I don't really have any thoughts on it until I see something. I don't even know who Ezra Miller is to tell you the truth. Okay. He's good. I, he's a good actor. Yeah. If he's a good actor, um, I, I, I love the flash TV show. I want to see a flash movie. I want to see it on the big screen with bigger effects. And I just, maybe it'll give us a little bit of a flash in Batman versus Superman. What's going to be curious is like, because the flash is such a good show. And by that time, season two is going to be not almost over. It's going to be has a couple months left. But it's like with what they're doing on that show, what can they do in that movie? Not in BVS, though, even. like What, what can you do in that movie that's like not been done and that's going to blow my mind? Because, yeah, you might be able to get the money, but like... I don't care that the CGI looks like fucking Matrix 3 sometimes. I don't care because Grant Gustin is fucking adorable and so are all the other people on that show. Exactly. It's a great formula. Yeah. It's just, you know, they got such a good cast and it's like, what is their Joe Hill gonna, or Joe West going to be like? What's their Iris going to be like? Do I care? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a very it's good hard. question. It yeah. is. I also think it. I think it depends on which Flash character they go with. Well, they've already said it's Barry Allen. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> which is amazing that because for so long people didn't like the Barry Allen character in the comics. Everybody loved Wally West so much more, and yeah. he's the he was the Flash that a lot of us grew up on with the Justice League cartoon and everything like that. Because you know Barry Allen was dead for so long, um, or missing. You know. Um, so I I really don't have an opinion on that movie. I have I I just I, I guess I have to see footage from it first or plot, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's it's not like that. It's just yet again, why, you know? Yeah. 
unless you want to say it's a it's a multiverse like just why so anywho um i think the only thing that we really haven't touched on tonight uh last thing is just aquaman oh yeah i <laughs> game of thrones under sea that's 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 what i'm hoping for something some kind of big epic um fantasy based movie um, I really hope they don't go to the land in this movie. I hope they keep it under the sea. Um, because I think it would be an injustice to the character to, to do what they're going to do with him in like the Justice League movies. So give us like where he maybe fights Ocean Master or um, Black Manta and it's a whole like it's a whole Atlantis story. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I think, um, you know, what's his name? Jason Momoa is super excited about it. Uh, I don't think we would have seen those pictures. I think he's, you know, he's going to show up in Batman versus Superman as well. Yeah, I don't know how. Well, there's rumors about that. The I'll call it a world devastator. The world devastator in, in Man of Steel that um, was placed over the ocean so that maybe he has a reaction to that, you know, when he comes up, say, well, you fuck with my ocean or whatever. Um, but who knows? Um, it, it could just be the way to really just bring that character into Batman versus Superman and justice league. But Aquaman, I bet you he's the bad in Batman versus Superman at the that end. Would be, that'd be kind of cool. I bet you that's who wonder woman's like fighting with that. Atlantis comes to invade. Well, I don't know if Atlantis comes to invade or if he just comes up and is like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> well, if he's king of Atlantis, yeah. I think they could do something like that where he's bringing his armies, which would be kind of a cool thing, but almost seems like a situation that Justice League would have to handle. <laughs> right. That's and, true, too. Well, well, that's, well, that's what we're saying, though, is that if the Flash is showing up, Cyborg shows up in this movie. I mean, there's it's a few the Dawn other. Of Justice. The Dawn of Justice. I just, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. Right. I, I would rather see something like a Doomsday where they can actually fuck that thing up and destroy it. I mean, right. You know, um, we did, we did not talk about Wonder Woman yet. We touched on it, but we need to talk about the movie itself because I think it's kind of in the same realm as Aquaman. I want to see it. No, you you're know, right. I want to kind of see it be similar to the DC animated movie because that was so cool and it was um, it was very fantasy based as well. So if they treat these two true demigods correctly in their own in their standalone films, I think that we'll get really cool movies. Well, the Wonder Woman rumor is that it's going to take place um, in World War One, I, I think. And World War, like I think it's going to go through time. Okay, it's going to go through time, and it's also going to go to. And I never get the name of the island right. What is it? The Mascara. The Mascara. Um, it's going to be there as well. Okay. So, I personally would love it if it was what they did in the comics, the Brian Azarellos. Um, that idea is huge. Yeah. So I don't think that they will do that, and that's. I mean, 
they really don't have to interact with any humans in it other than one. So it's all about the gods. Um, and I don't think they'll do that. The idea of her going through different times. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I have against that, and it's not to be mean and I'm sure they can figure it out, but it's like, what roles did women play in world war one, world war two? Like, what could she do? You know what I mean? It's not like Wolverine who's in the wars. Right. I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, with, with Chris Pine in the movie and that's not really announced who he is. I mean, it's, I think he did come out and say he's Steve Trevor. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's gotta be really recently. Yeah. Um, they kept that, they kept that secret for so long. It was like very, very recently. Um, though I would have rather seen him as Hell Jordan. Um, I think that I, I don't know. I, this whole through time thing is a really kind of tough thing to swallow because they don't know how they'd handle it. Like you said, how to like, is she going to be like this, this comparison to how women should be through time as, as women became stronger through the ages. Um, and then, but I, I, I don't know. I would, I want to see. I want to see it be more of a, a fantasy movie than I do want to see it be like based in reality. I think that if they if they do what they did in the um, in the movie in the animated movie, Steve Trevor crash lands on Themyscira. There's no love story, and they just kind of, you know, have to fight creatures who come there. Done. Game over. You do, you have your movie. It's great. It makes a bunch of money go on. (laughs) And Wonder Woman is one of my favorite characters as I've gotten to know her. And um, I really hope they don't fuck it up. She's got a new series coming out, new comic book series. Um, Who's it? Yeah. uh, And actually, I also wanted to mention, if you guys haven't gone out, please support, he needs to support, but uh, Max Landis, uh, Superman American Alien uh, dropped today. Oh, I missed that. Yep. Yeah, that was the other one I forgot to tell you about. Hawkeye and that both came out today. I got Hawkeye. Oh, you did go back and get it? And I just called him and had him pull it. Maybe I'll call him tomorrow okay. and see if... Uh, I do want to read that Max Landis story. Or I'll get the yeah. trade back. Right. That might be... Uh, that might not be that bad, too. Um... I can't remember what her... Oh, it's... You know who I think it is? I think it's Grant Morrison. Really? I'm, like, pretty positive it is. Because there was rumors rumors that he was going to be writing a Wonder Woman series, so maybe it's... Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, That's going to bother the shit out of me. Um, but anywho, stay tuned. I think that comes out uh, December. There's going to be that new Wonder Woman comic. Um, yeah, Jesus, I'm so like bad with my exact information. I apologize, guys. Yeah, sorry. Okay, it is Grant Morrison. Awesome, and um. Because he he was mad at how the character uh, changed. It's gonna be uh, Earth One. 
Oh, it's going to be one of the Earth One books? Yes, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I, I, I remember 2000, that. April 2016, so you got a while. This is a standalone book like the other ones? Yeah, and Batman, if you guys have never read Batman Earth 2, or is Earth it Earth 1? Earth they're, all, they're all Earth 1. Mm-hmm. That is one of the greatest things I've ever read in my goddamn life. <laughs> yeah, the Superman one ones are good. The Batman ones are good. The, the, there's that Teen Titans one. Um, those those books are amazing. And and the good thing about those, they don't get weighed down by the need to read the other comic books. Um, no, they, not at all. Not at all. They're great standalone, um, almost like, like we've been talking about, the multiverse. Um, a different telling, in a way, of the mythos that you love so much with great respect to the characters. Yeah. This, this comic is Steve Trevor crash lands on her on Themyscira. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. what it should be. That's it's good. That movie. It's, it's like, just, just do it. Just like, if you know, these, these movies are coming out, have the foresight. Like they did a really good thing with, um, injustice, uh, gods among us like the oh. video game doing a comic book for it and then the batman arkham knight thing it's like okay you obviously know that these are things that people want so just just do a supergirl just do it just do a batman versus superman prequel comic i mean maybe that's still yet to be announced but you know you think if grant morrison got his announcement it, and it's coming out in april that you would have announced this but already so i don't know Anyway, I'm done bitching about that shit. Um, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up here. Well, let's let's just quickly touch on the, the fringe movies. Um, what will happen with, like, say, we have a Green Lantern movie in 2020. We have Cyborg in 2020. Those are the movies that you know will get cut the minute that any of these movies go wrong. Uh, true. Yeah, we will. We will probably not if if these movies don't make that much money, they do bad. We will probably see one Justice League movie, <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. Uh, I mean, like the momentum, though, you know, for Justice League. I have heard that like they've spent so much money on this Batman versus Superman that Justice League one and two are each going to get like two hundred and thirty million each or something like that. They're getting half the budget to do those, or That's like their combined budget is going to be the amount that Batman vs Superman cost. That's such complete shit. The reason why is because this movie, Batman vs Superman, is like everything to DC. Right. Everything hangs on this movie. I understand All that. that. Yeah. I understand that. Um... But if this movie makes money, then the budget will go up for Justice League. Uh, probably. I mean, how can you how can you not spend? Say you make Dark Side the bad guy, the Justice League movies. How can you just like justify? Um, how can you how can you not make spend that much money to make that kind of movie? You'd have to. It'd be near impossible to to put all those heroes in the same movie with like say Dark Side's army and himself. So you say that, right? $230 million is how much the first Avengers cost. Right. If that. I mean, like, I don't even know if it costs that much because Joss Whedon makes movies for cheap as fuck. I even, Avengers 2, I think. I think it just depends on how you spend the money. I think that 
from what we've seen from Batman versus Superman, I think we've seen three minutes and I think we've seen nothing. I think that they're hiding back everything. Like there was no behind the scenes photos from that movie. There is zero. (laughs) There's one of that, like Scott McNary dude, like in his, like, you know, green, uh, green screen socks for whoever character he is, you know, Jimmy Olsen, uh, in a wheelchair, whatever the hell he is. Um, like we don't know anything from that movie. So I think that they're hiding absolutely everything. I think we're going to see cyborg. I think we're going to see, you know, flash show up. And then it's like, why would all of them show up? If at the end of it, we don't see a huge, big, bad reveal himself. Or didn't say. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking awesome time to be a comic book fan, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah next year is going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, all right. Well, where can you find us? You can find us at don'tforgetatowel.com. Darn right. The only way to travel geekly. That's right. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes as well as Stitcher. If you listen to us on iTunes and you are super awesome, write us a review on there. Um, leave us your rating, your stars, spread it around to your friends and family. Let them all know to take a listen to it. Uh, we're also on the Instagram at DFATOWL. Uh, and we are also on, what else? Twitter at DFATOWL. Um, and then we're on Facebook. I don't know. I'm forgetting all of our social media today. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's late. It's been a long day. Um, it's been a long day. Facebook, uh, on Facebook, we're don't forget to tell one. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and also, uh, if we, oh, go on. I will. I will. Um, you can email us at info. I actually know you can't email us at info at don'tforgetatowel.com anymore. So email us at don'tforgetatowel1 at gmail.com if you have any uh, suggestions, questions, you want to yell at us about anything we said tonight. Um, we, also have a, <laughs> we also have a uh, donation page set up on the front page of Don't Forget a Towel um, that goes straight back into the podcast and the website to make everything you know better and more geekly. Darn right. Uh, this is Casey uh, this is... saying that. Oh, this is Casey saying bye. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, and this is Chris. <laughs> and I'm ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, go read some comics, guys. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night.